Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Rec Radio, the official podcast of Intramural Rec here at Pacific Union College. We have a couple of fantastic guests here in the room today. First off, Lizzie is not a stranger to the podcast. Say hello to the fan base. Hi, guys. And then Fabio Maya. I think most of you know him as the guy who gets up in front of church with a dress on every once in a while. That's true. There That's you true. go. Hello. So we're going to first start talking about uh, winter quarter intramurals. Well, I like to call the tri- trifecta of attitudinal sports. Mm-hmm. We have basketball, we have floor hockey, and we have indoor soccer. So we're going to first take it from a first-person view. Mr. Maya, can you tell us a little bit about your experience playing uh, indoor soccer here at Pacific Union College? Is it pretty much a laid-back environment? <laughs> what do you got going on? You know, I, I started uh, refereeing for a little bit in the beginning, and then I got invited to play in one of the, the best teams. Mm-hmm. And last year, we became champions of Tremuro. Right. And it was interesting because I only played one game. <laughs> <laughs> and I, be, I got a shirt at the end of the season, so it was a, it was the best shirt I ever had. So. Right. But yeah, the, the, it was fun. I, I love playing with the guys, and um, it's. I grew up playing soccer in Brazil, and it's completely different. Right. You know, it's way faster over here, and uh, it, the rules are, are changing all the time. But it's. Uh, I love. I love soccer. So. Well, you're playing on a much larger field back in Brazil, I presume. Uh, no, yeah, we actually had futsal in Brazil, and I. You know, that's what we did in high school, and of course we play, you know, uh, on the on the grass field too. But you know, futsal was like our everyday thing. So was it in a gym? No, it was outside on the concrete court. Oh, okay, wow. so, but but how big was the court? How big was the pitch? Let's use the right term. The, the same, the same. So about about the size of a basketball court. Yeah, yeah. And it's faster here. It is. Yeah. It's, of course, you know, the rules changed a lot. You know, you had to. You know, throw the ball with your hands. You know, back then, and now you just kick in, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes more fun. And I think it's uh, exciting. Isn't that kind of the the the, the 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 norm in soccer? Is that it tends to be a little different depending upon what country you're in. It is, yeah. And um, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how to call it over here, but you have that Brazilian jinga, you know, that we play. <laughs> and, uh, um, and that's what, what, what makes different, you know. And each each country, each, each uh, people have their different skills and, right. and way that they play. So. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy from SoCal, oh, geez, I don't know how many years ago, came in and walking into my office with this little funky ball that when he says, watch this, and he throws it down on the ground and it, it barely bounces up. And I said, what in the world is that? And he goes, it's a futsal ball. And I said, what do you do with that? I mean, I'm presuming it's something like soccer. He says, you can play it indoors, and the ball behaves like it's on grass. Yeah. And so I got a bunch of PE majors together, and we went out there and started playing it. And everybody just had a blast. And so at that point, we put it back, put it into the system. And, and I think, man, that must have been 18 years ago, something like that. So anyways, <clears throat> okay, Lizzie, Yeah. how many basketball championships have you won? None, actually. None. How many futsal, football championships? Four. Four. Yeah. Four football and zip diddle for in basketball. basketball. Nope. Not even one? Not one. Have you made it to the championship? I have. So you were there but denied access? Yes. Okay. So talk about basketball in Amaral's. Oh, my gosh. What a freak show. It's so <laughs> hectic. But it's so much fun. I feel like... 
I feel like in winter intramurals here at PUC is probably my favorite quarter ever because you have so many people playing basketball and they're all having such a blast and, you know, socializing. And I think that's just the greatest part for me. Like I socializing and playing sports, that's perfect. That's life for me. <laughs> and, you know, it, playing it. Playing it's fun too, but I think just having that opportunity to be out there with my friends and, you know, make memories with them is probably the best part about it. There's a lot of people down here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get close to 30 teams. Right. Okay, so uh, there is only one league for women. Mm-hmm. Now, we, that, that's throwing out the challenge to you ladies. If you get more, uh, we will make more leagues. I mean, we, Come on, I'd ladies, see, make it happen. I'd love to see if it had two, three leagues of women. <clears throat> But on the guys' side, there's three leagues. And last year we had we had what I'm going to call the Elijah factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elijah, I know you listen to this stuff, so I'm pointing the finger at you. Um, Elijah, in no way, shape, or form, should be playing anything other than an A league. And uh, you know, he's not vertically challenged no. unless he's trying to buy pants, which in case it's probably got. An issue getting them long enough, mm-hmm. and and he actually can semi play the game. I'm not going to give him that many kudos, <laughs> but Knucklehead, I mean Elijah, uh, went on ahead and joined Sealy, along all with right. some of his All Star buddies who ruled B and C. And I think basically they just wanted to see if they could find their way to getting two shirts. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't change anything about it last year, um, but this year we've put something in place. To, to hopefully curtail some of that uh, dogging or trolling activity into C League. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're gonna, if you want to play more than one league, and we always allow you to play more than one league, except if you play C League, that's all you can play. If you're a guy and you decide I want to play C League, then you better be happy with C League because that's the only place you're going. Uh, if you want to play two leagues, you get two nights a week. T- to come down here and play ball, uh, then it's A and B for you. Right. And our hope is that two things will happen. One, C League will be a place for those who really only have one night that that their skill level, hey, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Right. And, and hopefully we're all having fun. But B and A should become bigger. Uh, they should become leagues that hopefully we'll have six six teams in A-League, maybe more. At least, more. right. Uh, and B-League, you know, usually we have two divisions of B-League, and that, that's, that goes without saying. But the goal is to give people a place to play and to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Now, the little, the little unrespected but loved aspect of winter quarter is indoor floor hockey. <laughs> okay, we play it at the Thunderdome. Lizzie, is it quiet over at the Thunderdome? Absolutely not. You've been over there, haven't you, Fabio? Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's a freak show. It, if you haven't been over to PUCE's gym, uh, I, I think Ellen White put some uh, graffiti on the wall in the women's <laughs> bathroom someplace. It's been there just that long. Uh, but it's small, and uh, the, the, the principal over at PUCE loves the game of hockey, and he's created boards so the place plays like an ice rink, and... You know, as long as they never sweep the floor, it'll actually behave like an ice rink too. <laughs> so that's that one's that one's done on Thursday night. So basically, basketball is Monday to Wednesday, uh, soccer is Tuesday night, and uh, again, floor hockey is on Thursday night. So let's switch gears just a little bit. We got Fabio in here. I think we need to talk about how to give to the world around us. We, we're, we're in a world where sometimes we want to be iso- isolationist. 
but you're not an isolationist, are you, Fabio? No, we, we've been providing opportunities for our students here for six years now on different mission trips. I was actually talking to Lizzie, and she's been here for a while, and you know, never been in a mission trip, so, so we need to mm-hmm. change that that little <laughs> yeah. bit. And, uh, but yeah, we've been um, providing opportunities for our students on going to Brazil, Fiji, Bangladesh, Kenya, um, and our biggest mission trip coming up now, uh, it's a new partnership that we started with Adra Connections. It's a new program that we're connect, connecting our students to the places where Adra has been working. And for the first time, July this year, we're gonna bring 300 students from all over our schools in North America. And I'm talking about all the schools, like all the colleges and universities, 300 students. We're gonna be building a school 30 hours by boat in the Amazon jungle. So, and that's where we're, uh, our goal this year, we're, we're part of coordinating all those logistics and imagine bringing 300 students from different parts of the U.S. Yeah. to meet in the same place and then travel by boat, 10 different boats, because each, each boat will carry 30 students all the way to the middle of the jungle to build a school. That sounds amazing. So, so whose brainchild was that? It was actually uh, um, an idea that we came up last year at the one project with uh, Adra Brazil. Adra, Adra Amazon, and we had a couple of our schools, PUC, La Sierra, Wall, um, Southern, and Loma Linda, and we're like, you know, what if we come up with this project called the Big Building, you know, and we put a school in the middle of the Amazon, and I was just in Oakwood a uh, couple couple weeks ago, and it, that's how Oakwood started, you know, Ellen White and, <laughs> and a couple of her friends were just over there and look at the property. It's like, hey, what if we put a school over here? And that's how the whole place started. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me Ellen White got on some kind of boat and, and <laughs> went into yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you you're you're working for both PUC and and Adra and Adra International. Yeah, it's a new <laughs> partnership that we did over here at PUC, and uh, it's kind of like very similar to what I do, but now connecting all the schools together. So. Any students from any of our schools can participate on these trips. It's not like each school have their own mission trip. So, in fact, we have one of our students from Walla Walla that's serving with our students in Fiji over there and teaching at the same the same school. And we are able to to connect more students there and serve the same pro- same purpose. You know, I, I I did my undergrad a long time ago. No, Ellen White was not in my graduating class, um, but. If I had my undergrad program to do over again, that I think the thing that I would probably have jumped on it was is either ACA, Adventist Colleges Abroad, or get into being involved in as, as a student missionary. My wife did uh, a year in Thailand, and I think the first time she was ever on a plane was when she got on a plane to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that when people come back from that kind of a global experience, that their attitude changes because I mean I'm figuring if you're sending 300 people down there and the amount of money that will change hands with a bunch of airlines alone not to mention the Costco's or wherever in the world you guys get food for down there is enormous I mean that we're we're talking a whole lot of money Uh, is that money 
best spent in sending 300 people down there or just ship the money down to the Amazon? And why? Yeah, what I, what I mentioned on the, on the, the trips that we do, it's not about the buildings. It's not, we don't go there to build schools or to build clinics. or uh, it, It's all about building relationships. That's why this is important, what we do. It's, uh, yeah, if you're going to think about would be more efficient to just send the money, wire the money and, and buy all the materials and get the building done, yeah. But you need to think that if you're investing on 300 people that they're going to see a different reality. Uh, I just I just got a, uh, I was checking the, the Instagram of one of our students, um, Roxanne, that's over there in Fiji right now. Yeah. And she, they went and spent a, a week in Australia to spend New Year's in Australia and, and walking down over there in the streets in Sydney. And she's like, you know, I realize how I don't need all of this anymore. You know, I'm, I'm living in my little village over there in Fiji with everything that I need, loving the kids that I'm teaching, and it, that's what it's all about. It's not about what you have, but what you, what you, you enjoy in life, you know. So, and I, I, that's the best part of my job, when I see that change, you know. It can be six months, it can be a year, because when they come back to the U.S. and they see how, how much they mature, how much the students change just by by facing a different reality and building those relationships. Well, and that's, that's you know, the, the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that will get involved in sending 300 oh, yeah. people down yeah. there yeah. is money truly well spent because in the long run, you, you're changing lives of, regardless of the people in the Amazon, it's, it's not putting them in a second place, but regardless of them, you're changing the lives of 300 people. Yeah. And, and, and those 300 people are likely to make decisions based on a greater understanding of the globe that we are involved in. Yeah, and I, just, just an example, I've been doing this for, for a while now, and in my second trip to the Amazon, I remember very well one of the students that actually is a PUC alumni, um, James Appel. And James, after PUC, he went to Loma Linda, became a doctor, a missionary doctor, and, and dedicated his life to make the change to, to change lives in, in Chad right now, and he's the hospital administrator in the whole region right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember James when he was in the Amazon and you know walking barefoot and eating with the locals over there. And I was like, you know, there's something special about this guy. And for sure, you know, you see the impact that he's having today and and the, mm-hmm. and, and the lives that he's changing. So it, it's it it is very well. If the money is very well invested when you send people to see the different reality, you know. Okay, so how do people get involved? I mean, I've seen the emails the last couple of days, the, the Fuji email. Or Fuji yeah, email. yeah, I just, I just uh, sent to announce. You know, announce has been uh, uh, a way to, to communicate, but we have our, our trips and now are in Pure Charity, uh, Pure Charity far slash Pacific Union College. That's our website where... Not no, just purecharity.com. Yeah, purecharity.com forward slash Pacific Union College. Okay. That's our website. And all the trips are there. And it's not just a, a place where you can sign up for the trips, but you also, uh, it's a platform that we use to fundraise. So you can just connect with our, um, your email list or your, your social media and just post everything, create a page in five minutes, and then you share with everyone that you know, 
and then people can just donate to your to your trip. So there's and, a donate button on the whatever page you made. Yeah, yeah. You just on Pure Charity, you just go over there and sign up, register for the trip, and and donate. And it it's amazing. I had a student that uh, on Thursday her dad called me like, hey, my my daughter wants to go on this trip and I have no money. That was on Thursday. She set up her page on on Pure Charity. By Monday, she had $2,500 in her account. And it happens. I see it happens all the time. But as long as you do your part and you do your homework, the money will will show up. Well, Fabio, thank you for all you you do for PUC and now for ADRA as well and for the future. Yeah. And uh, so if any of you guys want to get involved, uh, purecharity.com forward slash Pacific Union College or PUC. Pacific Union College. Pacific Union College. Any spaces? No. No space. Or just uh, go find Fabio in the grind. Yeah, just come to the grind, you know. He's there. And, uh, hey, we're looking forward to a fantastic winter quarter of mayhem. And if you have any questions on how to get involved or you can't find a team, uh, also please uh, drop me an email, uh, bpaulson at puc.edu, or just stop by the office of uh, mayhem down here. And, uh, hey, you guys have a great one. Have a safe ride back, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in.